So the rewards will be cool. The thing is, how long will that last for? I mean, with Blur's rewards, it's ongoing now for over a year. Uh, and you just wonder, like, what happens when the music actually stops? Do people stay? <laughs> they leave? Or do they have a you know reward plan for two, three years, and then they move past the marketplace and they become something that's much, much larger, which is kind of what it seems like Magic Eden's doing. Uh, yeah, I see Adam. I said, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's it's like, well, you you know, following the Blur model, which I think Blur did a actually a pretty amazing job uh, kind of dragging out the end state um, and hoping to grab market share. I mean, you see what, what Magic Eating is doing by being multi-chain. I mean, it's, it's to, you know, always harp on OpenSea. Like the missed opportunity by OpenSea is just, it's hard to even fathom that how badly they fumbled that bag um they could have been the leader in the entire space but instead they're they're locked in this ethereum ecosystem which i mean there's still stuff moving i don't know if you saw today sotheby's is having another auction for the you know the liquidated items for whatever three arrows or whatever yo what's good adam what's up, man? are you feeling refreshed from yesterday uh cbr's 20's newest fan right here <laughs> i went and i swept the floor man i swept the floor <laughs> Not going to lie. I mean, I, the protocol is pretty cool. Um, I thought the conversation was really well. Um, a little bit of a disagreement, but I guess we all got to stay entertained um, during this uh, correction, per se. <laughs> They'd obviously never heard me speak before, and, and uh, they didn't understand my joking nature. Uh, maybe got the best of them. And uh, anyway, we move on and uh, talk about what's going on today, man. Lots of good stuff happened today. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I guess I should probably start doing this in the beginning because a part of that was people didn't realize that Adam and I are talking <laughs> through um, my uh, Adam. I invited you back on stage, by the way. Adam and I are talking through my mic. We also live stream this. I've pinned it to the top. Um, also, everyone, please make sure that you retweet the spaces pinned to the top. Um, join the stage if you want to join this market discussion. We're gonna cover everything in the all the inscription ecosystems. Um, some of the the larger macro things that are happening, some of some of the fun stuff that we are all doing. But Adam, glad that you are now alive and well. And uh, I want to say hello to one of our favorite team members, Chris. Man, how are you doing this morning? Yo, doing great. Yesterday there was a, a ton of energy in the space. It's kind of good. It it kind of uh, made people realize like what their pain points were. Can kind of see you know, where they kind of got in the in the mud a little bit. And I feel like everyone left off a little bit clear about what, what they were offering, what the differences were between CBRC and, and regular BRC. So actually, I think it was pretty helpful. Um, a ton going on in the markets. We have a ton of token drops coming, some new releases. Uh, even though the market's down, per se, a little bit, even though it's up gigantic, uh, things feel really healthy. I, I really like where we're at right now. How are you feeling, Jake? Yeah, I'm feeling the same way, man. Um, from going into this bull market, uh, I feel a little bit more comfortable now that I'm on the the building side. I've never really gone um, through a bull market as a builder. I've just been a degenerate trader the last two cycles that I've been a part of. So uh, I think some of the apprehension um, is a little bit uh, lowered here where you're not forced to literally trade every single thing possible, which just kind of burns you dry. Although sometimes I still do find myself trying to ape into everything possible. But for me now, it's more just uh, building and finding ecosystems that I find interesting and also that are in relation to to Emblem as well and kind of really dive in there. So um, it feels it feels like now going into this bull run as well, 
there's so many ecosystems that exist that it's becoming a little bit more um, of an echo chamber, a little bit more isolated, but you could really just get lost in one or two ecosystems and never, and not have any idea what's going on on the other side. Bro, it's so, it's so hard. And the FOMO is real, man. I mean, even for stuff like farming, which like, like last cycle, I swore off shit coins and I swore off farming because I know people got completely wrecked in these protocols that got hacked and all this sort of stuff. So I swore off farming. But then my, a friend of mine kept ping, pinging me, man, man, you got to farm this airdrop. This airdrop is going to be sick. It was the Rabby Wallet airdrop. I don't even know Rabby Wallet, but I was like, they, they're funded. They got millions of dollars. This is like, there's lots of people using it. Lots of people loving the wallet. I investigated a little. I was like, all right, let's do this, man. I spent like four hours one day. I was like, let me get a bunch of wallets. I'll do a ton of transactions. Let's do this, man. I'm, I, what, what better way could I spend four hours? Complete freaking waste of time like complete <laughs> dude it was like guess what you got 12 points in each of your wall i don't even know what the point this wasn't even a token drop it was points and i was like bro this is like total fail it just reminded me again it was like you're gonna miss farming you're gonna miss these airdrops but you got better ways to spend your time this it, it was a good reminder like bro stop it stop it this is not your expertise stick to your lane build emblem vault and get on get on shows and talk about stuff stop it you're just an idiot and so it was a good reminder for me at the start of this bull run to not chase this kind of stuff man because it was complete waste of time completely right the rabbi frustrations were uh, all over my timeline about people um people the the points met is obviously you know one of the mega trends i mean we saw magic eden came out yesterday with their reward system and also retroactive rewards to 2021 i think is really cool Magic Eden's really setting themselves up as, you know, really the leading just cross-chain NFT marketplace, you know, which is great for Emblem because that's the vision that Emblem's had for, you know, since 2016, right? So finally seeing that come in full and center is um, pretty, pretty, pretty exciting. So we'll touch about that, but going to Rabi, right? They tried to do a point system. Everybody thought they were getting a token. Turns out they're getting points and now everyone's pissed. Although Radia here is pretty cool because it has some like privacy features in the wallet and stuff, right? Is that what it is? It's I haven't downloaded it, but I see Vitalik even posting about it. Yeah, people like it better than MetaMask. Honestly, I didn't find the, uh, people say, oh, it's got a nice security feature to it. Um, I did not find it any better than MetaMask really, realistically. But again, I wasn't using it as like a daily, you know, driver um, type of thing. So people like the wallet. But bro, it just pissed. I mean, it pissed off core, core users, like the people who have been like literally using it since like last April when it first popped up, like start using it now, start. And uh, yeah, it was a, a huge, I think it's actually something to be aware of if you are thinking of doing a token drop for how you're doing it, right? Um, and we can get into the different styles of token drop. Um, and I wonder if this was specifically just, you know, if they're in the US or something and they just did it this way, from a legal standpoint, this was just the safest way to do it. But I mean, you talk about just just wrecking your users. Um, it just it just felt really bad. Not only on the time, I mean, for me, whatever. I spent a few hours, but there were people who literally spent months doing this, right? And you think about the good airdrops. I don't know, ENS airdrop or some of some of the other ones, Unisat or what or uh, Uniswap or whatever. The ones that really hit, where people it not only empowered and enliven the base but because that happened it then spread out to the wider community like like and just created this awareness uh like tsunami 
And uh, I think, yeah, they completely failed on that. that little, that little. Yeah, distribution. We were just talking about this before we started recording or went live um, in the attention economy here, right? It's, you can't just have an awesome, <clears throat> an awesome product without having the marketing channels, but also you can't have an awesome token without the right distribution mechanism. I think this is what was very initially attractive to, to Bitcoin ordinals was the the various types of decentralized mints that you could do, right? First is first. Now you have the, the NATs. Um, now we're starting to see airdrops through the, the RSIC20 um, thing that was posted, um, which we'll probably talk about a little bit. Um, FUD all over the timeline. People are upset about everything. Uh, I got interviewed or I got interviewed by Decrypt about it. Um, kind of interesting, but um, I do want to talk about Magic Eden, but first, before I do that, if you guys are familiar with Emblem Vault, you'll notice a fancy new logo on um, the Twitter profile picture, as well as the Emblem sales bot. Uh, these, um, this is kind of the beginning, you know, of the next evolution to, I'm kind of just calling it Emblem V2. As we've gone through this migration process, we've had to really just rebuild the entire ecosystem. We thought it was just going to be a migration. Turns out we did. Shannon had to literally rebuild the entire fucking thing <laughs> from the ground up. So um, it's exciting. The The symbol that you see there will be emblematic, no pun intended, to Emblem Markets. Um, so we're pretty excited for that. We're going to have a the first Emblem Town Hall next Thursday. We'll be releasing all information about the finalization of Emblem Legacy migration, um, an update on Emblem Markets, Emblem.Finance, and some other cool and fancy things that are coming down the pipeline. I'm really, really excited. A lot of big things in store. Today, we announced the addition. You'll see it pinned to the top. 13 new Bitcoin Ordinals collections are live. That is very, very exciting. And so we first started with um, some of the top so some of the top uh bitcoin ordinal collections um the reason why you know even though a lot of these are quite expensive is you know ethereum gas fees are, are still an issue and um we want to you know increase the tvl of, you know the ecosystem and onboard you know high value assets but also um the high value assets are generally a little bit more appealing to some of the eth nft protocol so if you see at the bottom or the bottom of that post, it says, between these collections, so Bitcoin Apes, Bitcoin D-Gods, and I want to note Bitcoin Apes has already been delisted from OpenSea. <laughs> they, and it's gone. <laughs> they delisted it, but you could go ahead and trade it on LuxRare um, as well. So Bitcoin Frogs, Bitcoin D-Gods, you will see something from the Bitcoin D-Gods community um, soon. So that's a little alpha there. Bitcoin Ordinals generalized collection. This means as long as it's a Bitcoin Ordinals, it can be vaulted. Bitcoin Rocks, Bitcoin Punks, Filthy Fiat, which was the collection we did uh, with Coldy um, back in, what was that, like April or May? Yeah. Uh, he's very excited for that. Megapunks, Node Monkeys, OCM Dimensions 300, which is Adam's PFP, Ordinal Maxi Biz, Ordinal Punks, and 12-fold, which is Eucalypse Art Collection. If you are a fan of ordinals if there's any other collections that you guys would like to see listed uh please you know drop a comment hit that purple button in the bottom right corner tell us what you'd like to see these 13 collections are a great starter some of these collections are in our legacy collection which we will again have more information about that next thursday so exciting exciting times you could go ahead and vault that now 
But the thing that I noted at the bottom, right? Why take these Bitcoin ordinals to Ethereum? Why does that make sense, right? It might not right now as Ethereum's, as everyone thinks Ethereum's dead. Um, I mean, gas was at nine last night, right? So there's crazy everywhere. But, um, you know, it's not always going to be that way. And also now, once these collections are supported on Ethereum from Emblem Vault, then you have access to the entire Emblem ecosystem. As we mentioned, uh, quarter two is likely when we will be deploying on Ordinals. Then we'll be going to Solana after that, and then all of the Ethereum L2s. And so over time, right, as the market matures and as we go and move into further and deeper down this bull market, there are going to be all types of different things you could do. So for these, right, you want to go borrow against your uh, Bitcoin rock on Arcade. You could go farm your node monkeys on Blur. You could go gamble with your ordinal maxi bizzes on looks rare, or you could just, you know, hang your 12 folds in your on cyber gallery. So a lot of, a lot of different options there. And, you know, when you move over to Solana, I know there's a lot of other interesting uh, DeFi protocols that can exist, but I do want to pass this over to Chris, who's our uh, in-house Solana uh, DGen and expert. What's your take on Magic Eden's retroactive airdrop to 2021? and its cross-chain initiative of cross-chain rewards. Yeah, first off, I, I think that uh, one of the simplest features that Emblem offers that Adam would love as well is just storing all of your assets in a single wallet. And so when you're able to go cross-chain with Emblem through all Ordinal, Solana, and everything like that, you can keep everything under one wallet. So your organization can can improve tenfold, yep. which is such a simple thing. but it's such an important thing going forward into this industry because I know Adam, everyone else loses their assets all the time. Nobody knows where anything is. Um, as far as Magic Eden, I mean, it's a huge step. It, once you launch a token, it offers just even another layer of loyalty to that brand because they're you know incentivized to, to continue moving forward. And um, ETH is struggling in general. ETH NFTs have been doing pretty good, but Going forward, OpenSea has so much competition. So um, if, if nothing else, I think that it's definitely going to back them into a corner to offer some sort of incentive to, to kind of give back to their users a bit. But Magic Eden is so important to the ecosystem now as they have such a strong kind of multi-chain community that they've built out in between Ordinal, Solana, and even a little bit of Ethereum. What do you, what do you think so far, Jake? Yeah, I mean, again, we talked about, you know, the points meta is um, only going to increase the fact that they're coming out with tokens and retroactive rewards for 2021 to their Solana communities. You know, it's really exciting. Uh, cross-chain products, you know, is something we've discussed, right? Like uh, emblem native cross-chain DeFi products, cross-chain NFT products that are, you know, that or encapsulate, you know, multiple chains in a single kind of mechanism. Uh, I think they're pushing in the right direction. Um, it's really, really exciting to see how the rewards will work. I don't know. I mean, we've seen different types of rewards on Blur, which seems to have done well. Looks Rares has not really done as well that I've seen. Um, I see some of these NFT loan platforms are trying to do something similar. Um, and to me, when it comes to rewards, if they just want just rampant speculation, you make it as simple as possible, right? Um, and really straightforward. But if they want to, you know, grow, you know, a devout community, then you want to add some type of you know, native, you know, mimetic kind of intricacies to it to really kind of have it move forward. 
I do want to ask, you know, Ordinal Eggs, who we have on stage here, um, who's invited, who I invited on, and they wanted to share a little bit about their project. I also, if you look at my banner, my banner on my profile, they gave me an honorary. So I do want to um, note that as well. But I wanted to ask their experience on Magic Eden and interacting with Magic Eden as uh, in a sub 10K ordinal project. Uh, GM Jake, thanks for having us. And again, thank you for uh, using our honorary as your banner. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we've, we've been, um, with Magic Eden, uh, a few months after we launched the eggs and it's been a much, you know, it's made transacting much easier, uh, for people to buy eggs. Uh, you know, again, uh, I'm not sure when you guys uh, got into ordinals, but back in February, you know, there was no marketplace. Uh, so we had to, you know, do OTC trades and all that. So of course we needed something like this and magic agent went above and beyond, uh, with what they provided. Yeah. Yeah. So back in February, emblem vault was how the Bitcoin punks and everything was trading initially when it was OTC, um, during wild, wild times. Uh, Chris, go ahead. Yeah. Just, just kind of a little bit of history too. Magic even started on, on Solana and then it kind of, you know, it, it really had like 99% market share overall. And then it kind of started dabbling in all these other ecosystems and put Solana kind of on the back burner and then kind of basically burned bridges with the entire community as they focused elsewhere and when they were building ordinals and everything like that and it kind of spread their uh, development team super thin as well. So instead of having one superstar product, they had like two lackluster products, but over time they've kind of grown into themselves and now they've become kind of, you know, they're working backwards and kind of becoming the, the main kind of NFT marketplace for the entire industry. So this token drop for them is, is kind of a huge kind of full circle moment where they can give back to the original uh, community that they had within Solana and then build outwards again. And so it's kind of kind of cool to see. And they definitely had their struggling moments where, you know, as of right now, Tensor, their competing marketplace on Solana probably still has 60, 70% market share. So, but probably after this token drop, it's probably going to tilt towards Magic Eden as the, the main marketplace for basically the entire industry. Yeah, the... Um... So with their ETH NFT marketplace, right? They partnered with Yuga Labs on that. They also teased the Yuga Labs marketplace, the ETH NFT marketplace in their Mondays in Mondays video. So and and it's gonna be creator or royalty focused. I'm interested to see how they do enforce that. Right. We've discussed, you know, with Emblem Markets, that's a possibility that we that we can do um as well through vaulting and through vaulting and stuff like that. So I'm gonna be watching that to see if it brings morale back to ETH NFTs because it's horrifically down bad. Although some, some <laughs> market activity and Pudgy Penguins is really kind of leading the charge back here. But uh, the ETH NFT ecosystem needs to do something to, to really uh, bring momentum back because everyone has moved off to Solana and to Bitcoin ordinals um, to a degree. So the rewards will be cool. The thing is, how long will that last for? I mean, with Blur's rewards, it's ongoing now for over a year. Uh, and you just wonder, like, what happens when the music actually stops? Do people stay? <laughs> do they leave, or do they 
have a you know reward plan for two three years and then they move past the marketplace and they become something that's much much larger which is kind of what it seems like magic eden's doing uh yeah, I, see I, mean, I said what do you think yeah i think it's it's like well you you know following the blur model which i think blur did a actually pretty amazing job uh kind of dragging out the end state um and hoping to grab market share i mean you see what what magic eating's doing by being multi-chain i mean it's it's so you know, always harp on OpenSea. Like the missed opportunity by OpenSea is just—it's hard to even fathom that how badly they fumbled that bag. Um, they could have been the leader in the entire space, but instead they're they're locked in this Ethereum ecosystem. Which I mean, there's still stuff moving. I don't know if you saw today. Sotheby's is having another auction for the you know the liquidated items for whatever three arrows or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so those will be sell and it'll be interesting, and we'll get some traction with with awareness and stuff like that. But look, there are only so many people who can buy $20,000 NFTs, right? It's like these inexpensive, cheap, you know, trade fund. Maybe I make some money. This is just like gambling stuff. That's where it is today. And it's happening on every chain. And uh, and Magic Eden's positioned itself really, really nicely by being actually like multi-chain. And so, you know, good on those guys for for reaching out and actually taking that risk, which we know how hard it is to build stuff. Uh, to build on multiple chains, like to Chris's point, is super hard. Of course, they fumble bags all over the place. You see it with like Ordinal Wallet trying to do the same thing. Um, but the winner in that space is gonna, you know, it's gonna have something in theory uh, if they don't if they don't fumble the bag. You know, and it just again gets to this thing where a team of sm- a small team of people can actually just take down these giants. I mean, there is in this free market environment of crypto, like anybody you see is like, oh, they'll never. You know, how could they ever lose their position, bro? <laughs> We've seen it enough. This is like hyper capitalism and everybody's at risk, you know? So uh, you got to stay in your A game, man. The megaphones that counts is is what is really leading the charge. If you got enough, uh, if, you, if you have enough, enough combined followers between X amount of counts, then you will get Y amount of traction. And it's just been proven over and over and over, right? The megaphones, the, the quote unquote influencers, right? Which is... Again, always interesting to me, um, labeling things as, as influencers, where it's just like, once you get over 10,000 followers, everyone's like, oh, he's an influencer now. I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't really think so. But <laughs> just look at the way they, they interact with um, the accounts and stuff. Um, but with Ordinals, the Ordinals marketplace um, war, I should say, has been, to me, the most fascinating thing to follow, just like going back and forth between what well, I guess what niche niche do they saturate in? Like Magic Eden's clearly PFPs and and flipping, and now is really just taking on any new kind of large mainstream project. Uh, Ordinals wallets really dove into cross chain Ordinals, right? Bells, Doge, um, and and Bitcoin Ordinals, but then they niche down even farther. And I was looking through their website the other day and the top like five collections on there that have the most volume in the last seven days are all tap and bitmap based kind of assets bitmap nat gib etc so i think that's probably the direction that they're going right until tap opens up their own marketplace and then then they'll have to probably figure out something else (laughs) Um, yeah yeah, right man just scramble and hustle and then you have unisat who's just brc20 um, but now with, you know, multiple AMMs trying to pop up, they're trying to dethrone Unisat. But at the end of the day, one thing that a lot of people miss is that 
the infrastructure that these marketplaces provide is what really keeps them in business, like OpenSea. A lot of people forget OpenSea runs Seaport, which is literally what all of these marketplaces operate on. I don't know if Magic Eden does specifically, but I know literally everybody else does. And so these marketplaces can't exist without OpenSea. If OpenSea goes down, then the entire ecosystem goes down. So it's just like, it's just like it. They're they're not going away. They've probably now just shifted more to like this B two B kind of focus for now, while um, they let the retail um, facing end kind of be consumed or let other marketplaces really fight it out. But it's the same thing here with you know with Unisat. They have the end. They have the central indexer, right? They basically bodied Domo and said, "We're taking control of this protocol now." And um, he, you know, he reneged on it. The Unisat's in control, and so. <laughs> They um they control what happens with BRC twenty, right? So they even if they're even if they lose market activity to to Omnisat, right? Or to whatever, you know, to to Ordinal's wallet or whatever marketplace comes up, they still have the indexer. They still got the central authority. With that, if if Unisat goes down, the entire BRC twenty market ecosystem will go down. Uh, so that's just like something that tend, tends to get overlooked because when you're just when you're not playing the back end kind of things. You don't really look at that. You just look at market volume. It's like, oh, they have the most market volume, so therefore they are the leader. But that is generally not the case at all. Yeah, it's amazing, man. And most people, you know, we dive into it every day, so we we generally understand what's happening. But most people who are in the space, they don't even they don't think about it, man. Just number go up, number go down. Which way's number going? Like it's just the most superficial level, which is fine. Like that's what retail's going to do. Um, but it is interesting, these games that are taking place behind the scenes. And I saw, I listened to Domo was on a space today talking about it, how it all kind of went down a little bit. It's fascinating, you know, how this all works. But these are de decentralized systems, at least, at, you know, trying to be. And how these battles are fought and won, like this is, we'll talk about, this is history, man. It's incredible. Yeah, that it actually is. I do want to give Ordinal Eggs, um, you know, five to ten minutes to to explain and give it a little four one one on a project. Um, I think it's notable um, to say that you know anything that's sub ten k um, on Ordinals um, has you know some some foundational value. Um, but it's interesting to see now, like with RSIC, where they're taking these sub ten k assets and then using that as the parent inscription. To then release their companion projects, I believe this is what Fomojis had done. This is um, recently with RSIC, and I think it's only going to continue. And so, from what my understanding, Ordinal's Eggs is doing something similar. Um, so, just give us, you know, give us the four one one on uh, on what you guys are are looking into. Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, actually, this collection is not parent child. Uh, it's something we are uh, looking into in the future, possibly. Um, but this, uh, you know, we have a 10 K collection coming out now called mother cluckers, which for us basically is just, uh, you know, we started off as eggs back in February. Now, almost one year later, it's time for us to hatch, uh, into, you know, these cute little chicks and, uh, continue our journey in ordinals that way. Um, while also increasing the size of our community and, um, you know, getting, onboarding people from different chains uh and whatnot but that's our, that's our main focus with this collection uh is to you know just grow our community and give people a connection to uh you know somewhat the sub 10k uh ogs in the space you know we, we want to keep providing value uh that way the, the mother cluckers that's with uh 
Derp, right? Derp's the uh, yes. on your team. Yes, uh, Derp, Derp has been great with his. Uh, you know, we're introducing some new tech uh, where you can click on the ordinal to open up the trade console. You know, I want to stress again, people people have been asking. Uh, you can play around with the traits and see the different traits on the clucker, but your ordinal will not change. It's just to play around with the traits, uh, you know, kind of fun, have fun with it and, and all that. Uh, also, we were able to use recursion to provide a night and day effect. Um, in daytime, the, the background is uh, brighter with the sun moving across the screen as time goes on. At nighttime, the background dims and there's a moon that, you know, goes across the screen the same way. Uh, also, we were able to um, significantly reduce uh, file size to, uh, I believe it's 120 bytes. Uh, average, from what I hear nowadays, is around 600 bytes. So we're looking to, you know, uh, reduce inscription costs and all that that way, uh, while also providing, you know, the, these ordinals for anyone and everyone at the cost of $7.77. We also want to keep it cheap. Uh, you know, again, uh, we we want to build our community uh, as a space to provide value, you know, with different connections and uh, giving whitelists and all that. But, you know, we want to keep it cheap so that anybody can join. So I have, have Ord.io pulled up here, um, and you can see that in the image itself, um, because everything is on, Ord.io Ord only allows on-chain things to to display here, so you can actually customize your mother clucker. I actually did not did not know that, so this is actually kind of neat and novel. But also uh, want to note that Derp is a, a friend of the show. He's been uh, he's been on our show multiple times. He's been with us since uh, Adam and I, at least since the historical NFT community with .og. And he tends to um, work on projects that introduce new types of technology, right? With .og, I forget. I think he built the uh, he built something for the the Lenaji domains. He also yeah, online websites like fully on chain websites. Yeah, yeah, he built the SRC seven twenty one standard, which is being utilized now across all the Bitcoin stamps ecosystem. So he's a he's a pretty talented guy. Yep, he's awesome. So that is uh, that is pretty cool. Yeah. So is there? Uh, so when is when is the mint? Do you guys have any any details on this? Um, we're still finalizing the date, uh, but hopefully within you know the next couple of weeks, just um, we ask people to keep an eye on our X profile or you know join the Discord for any announcement on that. Uh, right now, we recently just announced a prize and holder distribution. Um, but yeah, we'll be we'll be announcing mint date and the launch pad very soon. Uh, and getting we're we're very close to launching basically. So tell me when it when it launches. Like if I go to the website to to mint one of these or inscribe one, do I basically then get to I pick the kind of traits and stuff like that, and then click inscribe, or is it inscribe and I get something random? How's that going to work? Yeah, it's it's going to be a random blind mint. Um, uh, you know what? It's going to be completely random what you get. But after that is when you can you know, just click on the ordinal that you get to play around with the traits. Gotcha. Customization, man. We were doing this with Mooncats three years ago. Yep. On chain. That was fun. Uh, the, the the thing I'll note though, with on chain accessories or on chain customization, uh, like can pie pandas is doing this in a lot. Um, you know, although novel and super cool in terms of like, if you're just speculating on value does not seem to, the market does not seem to um, favor that as um, like a value increase. I don't know why Adam, why do you think that is? You know, people are 
People are weird, but <laughs> honestly, actually, I think it gets more to like the core monkey mind, which is just like, if my if my avatar looks like this, I want the same avatar. I want it. I don't want it. To, you know, I don't want. We just want the most simple, basic thing. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, it's just kind of the way we work. Like anytime you you know you haven't changed your PFP in a while, but anytime I change my PFP, bro, it's like you know what do you do? You know how could you do that? You know it's like dude. You know, the idea of like changing things, uh, people don't really like that to some degree. Um, all of us kind of have this idea. We want the same thing always. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's a challenge. I think we're in early stages, you know, but it's too smart. Yeah. And since <laughs> says it's too smart. <laughs> too smart. People, I mean, literally, I mean, we've seen it like with, all this stuff, I don't know, with Bells, or, you know, this has been the most recent one for me where it's like, well, I'm just like, yo, this is stupid. It's 2013 tech. It's dumb. And people are like, fuck, tell me more. This sounds amazing. <laughs> you know, the dumber it is, you know, the stupider it is, the, the Bitcoin puppet model, which is just like, these are the dumbest, ugliest things ever. You know, I want 20 of them, you know, because it's, it's just the dumb meta. People love that shit. Yeah. So dude, congrats. So congrats to you guys. Um, we'll be following it along, um, as well. And I got, I got my honorary, so I'll be, I'm a, a mother clucker, uh, to say the least, uh, mo moving on, you know, across the ecosystems with magic Eden, they also teased that, um, they will be launching a Dogecoin ordinals, um, section, or at least the, the person who's in charge of the business development is, or at least trolling everyone, but she put Doge ordinals <laughs> and there was a, a definitely a price increase on Doji because of that. I think it's kind of inevitable um, looking across the ecosystems. I even put this tweet out earlier today. Again, also a little bit of FUD, but um, on my end, I'm also getting attacked, Adam. I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like you yesterday. I think three days in a row, people are getting mad at me for certain things that I'm saying, even though they're kind of general information. Um, we're seeing this. We're, we're seeing a few things happen. First, gate.io came out yesterday. They added an entire DRC20 section. It has all the tokens you can inscribe. They partnered with Very Doge Labs and are, are using their infrastructure. So if you go on gate.io and click on their DRC20 section, it'll have all the tickers there. Uh, it'll has a button that says inscribe and you it takes you directly to uh, Doge Labs website with like the Explorer and everything. So cool partnership there. I know OKX is also working on their DRC20 uh, support they've announced this there's drc 20 has been added to coin gecko and all these kind of coin tracking things um i think it's probably inevitable i'll be i'm, I'm gonna be obviously ordinal's wallet has uh doge support as well i'm kind of interested to see if unisat uh ends up deviating outside of bitcoin and adds doge nulls, um because they are at least what they've said funded by binance right so if binance is adding it it's going to have to come down that pipeline at some point in time I think it's inevitable. We're now seeing everything that's happening on Bitcoin ordinals is making its way to Doge. Uh, the first first one through the door was uh, Pipe on Doge. So we did Dipe, which they're having indexing issues, um, which we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Dogecoin Rocks came out and said that they're building runes, Doge runes, um, a few yeah a few weeks ago. From what I hear, um, the person behind Dogecoin Rocks is actually like a pretty based dev. Um, that's actually like quite popular in the Bitcoin developer ecosystem. Um, so that's something to pay attention to. Um, I was not familiar with the name, but apparently it's very experienced developer behind that. 
uh, already find came out and said that they're building atomicals on, on Dogecoin. And actually one of the, I don't know if he's here. One of the, the atomicals guys came out and said that atomicals was built in a way to where it can be applied to any UTXO chain pretty, pretty quickly. So they built that out of the box. And then today a project, or I guess it, they announced like a week ago, but I found it today. Uh, BMP, which was like a, a free token claim for for Bitmap holders, somebody's trying to do that on on Dogecoin on Doge Maps, and uh, I posted about it, and it seemed like a bunch of people got upset for some reason. I don't know, moral police or whatever the case is. I guess. I what are they saying? Saying you're trying to pump BMP or whatever or something, or what are they saying? I, I commented and I said, uh, I think the token's called like DMPC. I was like, it's DMPC uh, on Doge Maps, and they're like, this isn't a Do this isn't Doge Map related, and I was comments and said you have to you have to own doge maps to claim this token so obviously this is doge maps related and the doge map accounts was like this isn't doge map related and i was like are you trying to differ your account from that i was like if doge maps the, the twitter account is different than doge map the, the asset then, then <laughs> sure and they were just being moral police they're like well Do doggy market and already finds not part of this either i was like i never said that they were <laughs> And then they were like, this isn't the native token. I was like, I also never said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, and it's a free claim. So I don't know. DYOR, which is also in the post. They said that gay people wrecked. I also said DYR. I don't know. Whatever it is. <laughs> people are just upset. So um, I don't know. I just found it interesting because people are just taking what's on Bitcoin and applying it over. Somebody yeah. also said or showed me a git book that they had wrote written for nats on doge they're called D dnats i think so right so everything that's happening over there is happening here and to me i think dogecoin or dogenols is now sitting uh, alongside eScriptions is probably the number two marketplace uh or number two um inscription ecosystem they're both kind of neck and neck in my opinion although ethereum has you know 10 times the market cap of of dogecoin um, it's hanging in there. And uh, I saw facet swap for inscriptions actually got added inside the OKX wallet, which. Wow, really? That was really cool. Yeah, right. So, like, basically, okay. for those that aren't familiar, facet swap is kind of like the Uniswap for for inscriptions. Uh, facet is run by Tom, who created inscriptions, Tom and, Tom and Michael. And um, it got added into OKX wallet, just like with MetaMask, you can swap uh, Ethereum and there's a swap module in there. Um, so now they can do that with OKX, which uh, is pretty cool. Meta says eScriptions will flip ordinals. Ooh, uh, that oh, is, that'll uh, be the day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and, and that this brings up like an interesting point. And also, right, I, I'm a core contributor at Omnisat. I've been in it for a while. Uh, Omnisat will be integrated into a few wallets as well. Um, and all again, this comes to like backend infrastructure. What I realized is most the way to get your swap tool um, integrated into these other uh, wallets and other platforms is is something called a router. The router is basically where what tracks the price history and the liquidity flow. It's similar to like OpenCC port, which does NFT tracking and stuff. This is what they do for swaps. And so if you have that router and you get other uh, marketplaces and other wallets that are integrating it, then you basically become you know, the de facto leader, B2B kind of side of things. Um, similar like with Chainlink's Oracle, right? Once everyone starts paying into the Oracle, it doesn't matter what the price of the token does because now the entire ecosystem is dependent on, on you. Um, two ways to look at it. So that was a big step for for the eScriptions team of getting that added into 
uh, OKX wallet, which also shows me that wallets are kind of moving into two different things, at least web extension wallets. You're either moving to cross-chain, like Magic Eden's doing, where you have all of your tokens in one spot, or they're kind of focusing on DeFi applications inside of the wallet experience. Those are kind of the two um, segments that I've seen. So that it's something kind of interesting to follow. I'm just wondering, like, from like, a, okay, if I want to position myself, like I have Doggy up right now in the marketplace. And I've heard, you know, people are tweeting and I've seen a lot of stuff like tons of wash trading because I guess it's very inexpensive to, to trade or near free on, on the marketplace. And so tons of wash trading, totally don't doubt it, right? Um, and I see, you know, I see Doggy, okay, it's at $1.61 or something. Um, but what's the thing when you think about it? It's like, what's the thing if we get a bull run and we get new people in the space? Because right now we're just all feeding off each other, right? Mm -hmm. And it's on 20 different chains and this is happening everywhere. What's going to be the thing that, you know, that next 20 million, 30 million, 50 million people who come in the space go, oh, that's the thing I need to do, right? And I think we've talked about it a bunch, like Doge and by you know, because it's on that chain, doggy, have that potential that like, oh, this could actually happen because those people could learn and it might get a wallet integration or might get something where it's super easy and that could happen. Like that, that's a real possibility. Um, but it's really challenging to try and pick the things that are going to, you know, win in the next bull cycle. I mean, all of these basically have won already, right? Like doggy, I don't know what it costs to inscribe these things, but I'm assuming it was near zero, right? To inscribe. It's quite it's, it is quite cheap, yeah. So even if it was a penny, right? Or five, if it was 10 cents, you're still up 16X, right? Mm -hmm. Which I, that's a 10 cents. And I know it wasn't 10 cents, right? It was probably a penny. So you're up 160% already, right? Um, so you get all those people still need to dump or dump out, right? And so you wonder, I don't know. I don't know. It's at what? It's at $33 million market cap right now. Could that go to a billion? Like, absolutely. It could go to 2 billion. You go to five billion, right? But it also could go back down to seven million, right? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how to play it, man. I, I, I really, I mean, this was the one where I was like, I could, I didn't get in on the ground floor, but at this floor, I'm, I'm like, interested. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling that FOMO, man. I'm feeling it now for sure. Uh, to me, to me, it seems inevitable. I mean, you also have a lawn backing it. Once Doge is integrated into X payments, I don't think it'll be initially, but eventually. Um, he's already talking about doing it for tipping. Um, I think the Doginals ecosystem will become a little more attractive. You'll see a big flow. We're starting to see uh, a major 2021 ETH NFT project called the Doge Pound. It was really popular in 2021. Um, said that they're collabing with, with uh, Doge Labs and they're going to do a collection drop. This is similar to what we're seeing on Bitcoin ordinals where uh, D-Gods, right? ETH NFT collection, but originally Solana did their collection there. I think Oniforce is now doing one on um on bitcoin ordinals so you're seeing you know that you know the the companion collections moving to these other chains you don't see that on inscriptions you don't see that on bitcoin stamps so to me that is like the biggest signifiers it's actual new capital coming into the ecosystem right if <clears throat> excuse me if doge pound has it has a large following and a large community that is new capital coming into the dogecoin ecosystem from ethereum and that to me is a huge sign. That is a huge positive sign. Um, and so we'll see this probably continue. I would be interested if you see a Bitcoin Ordinals collection come in and do a companion on 
uh, a companion drop on Dogecoin. I mean, I know um, the champions of the other worldly did their card drop there. That's a trading card game, but I'm talking like identity type PFP. Um, seems inevitable. Doge punks seems like, you know, the easy layup to do. Um, but I guess we'll, we'll really see what happened, but I, I'm pretty bullish on it. And, uh, I think Doge DeFi is, is quite attractive. I'm seeing some people try to build some swap tools. Um, we just saw doom, somebody, uh, the mini Doge team inscribed doom onto Dogecoin. And it was actually on Coindesk today. It was like a major article on Coindesk. Oh, yeah. I guess this was like the actual full original version of Doom. I guess the one that was inscribed on Bitcoin in the early days was not the original one, or it was like a, a modified version of it or something like that. So I was reading the article. So if you can, and, and Doom was a five megs or six megs, which I thought there was a byte limit. So I don't really know how they did this. I think Mini Doge worked with a miner because Dogecoin has irregular block sizes. So if you, you know, if you work, collaborate in that way, you're not, um, you know, you're not privy to the, the, the limit, I guess, in a sense, I don't know. It's a little bit above my head in terms of doge mining. Yep. Um, but people are experimenting, man. And that is to me just a very, very bullish sign. What I, what will determine if it succeeds or not is, um, the transactions, uh, transactions per block. The farthest we've seen so far, at least the highest I've seen was the dipe mint, um, which was pipe on, on dogecoin. You can see my tweet. I was literally sitting there watching. Yeah. One, one block had 5,000 transactions and Dogecoin <laughs> did not go down. To me, that is insane. That There's no other blockchain that's really doing that. That's pushing that kind of transactions right now. Yeah. Outside of maybe Solana, in essence, but from a proof of work chain, that was, and then there was like a 4,000 block right after, transaction block right after. And um, if it can nail tipping and, and gaming and metaverse, Dogecoin to $2, not $1. Oh, is <laughs> <laughs> is dogecoin the people's money <laughs> i think so man i think so just it's to, very possible it's got this inflationary aspect to it but other than that it's uh you know as long as you get wrap your head around that you know but but then you think about it and again i'm talking myself into the damn doji buy it's like doji becomes the hard money of dogecoin <laughs> true i mean what crazy is that man it's literally insane which makes me want to do it even more bro <laughs> i recommend just buying a little bit and uh going in the other token i like is is fiwb fuck it we yeah. bark more so because i believe doge labs is the one who inscribed it it was a decentralized mint or deployed it and um gate and okx came out and said that it's going to be used for DeFi applications. So I think I would compare that to Sats, where like Unisat owns Sats. They're they're the biggest inscriber. They're the biggest owner. Yep. I would assume this is what Doge Labs is doing the same thing as well. But you know, to be determined. But on the sense of you know up and coming things, um, Litecoin ordinals might be coming back from the dead. I don't know if you've been following this, but I have been uh, you know, I've been pretty advocate or I've advocated for Litecoin Ordinals for a while, more so because it's five billion dollars in market cap just sitting there. And if you're playing this, you know, if you're just looking at the the value between the market cap of the proof of work chain and the overall market cap of the ordinal ecosystem, like with with Bitcoin, you're sitting at I don't know what is what is it, eight hundred or nine hundred billion dollars and has a five billion dollar ordinal market cap. Dogecoin's at ten billion or eleven billion and has a hundred million dollar market cap so you could say at litecoin at five billion if it had a functional ecosystem just you know the market cap should be sitting around 440 million or so um so there's gonna be a lot of catch up so chicken market is one that 
popped up. It looks like Doggy Market. Uh, Doggy Market claim, came out and said that they are not affiliated with this. And then Chicken Market came out and said that their devs actually forked the front end of Doggy Market um, somehow. They said that they have based devs. So um, whatever that means, there's, again, right, it looks exactly the same as Doggy Market. You got the light maps, you got the, the PFPs, and uh, LTC20 still getting fixed. Uh, the original dev, uh, or the dev, Anthony, who's the one who forked, who forked Ordcore, um, built a new indexer. There was a lot of issues around LTC20 and light. Um, I, don't, it, I don't know if anyone knows the story, but the summarized version of it is there was a marketplace called uh, Unilit that um, was the first to market to trade LTC20s. They improperly indexed, and they were allowing users to trade empty trans tra transfer inscriptions. So people were trading these transfer inscriptions but being credited a balance of light. So what they did is they, on their own, snapshot did a snapshot of uh, the holdings of light, which is the top token, before all of those transfer inscriptions were being traded around, and then airdropped light and created basically their own indexer. And then ultimately, Unilit rugged and just disappeared. And um, so now you can only trade light on Gate. Uh, but Gate is using Lightscribe's API. Lightscribe can barely even keep a functional wallet. It's a horrible <laughs> experience, to say the least. But it, it works maybe 50% of the time. Um, so we need a percent of the time, it works 100% of the time, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and so Gate is using like Lightscribe's API, I guess they're the only one that has a Litecoin Ordinals API, and uh, it's it, it's a bad situation, but it's getting better. And um, from what I hear, um, the LTC twenty situation will be fixed in the next few weeks. They're working with um, they're working with Gate right now to get that all properly um, fixed. So where that stands, I don't know. I think once LTC twenty comes back online, you'll probably see market activity flow as long as they could get a functional wallet. But the other marketplace that popped up. Is called uh, ordinals.fun. And I was talking with this guy, I DM'd him because this, you could see, obviously, this person put a lot of effort into this. This doesn't look like any other marketplace. Uh, this developer said that he built it um, on his own and took three months to build this. And I was talking with Luke. Um, Luke is kind of Luke, who's also working with Adam on uh, Bell's Coin or help bring it back. He's kind of like our, I guess you'd say, UTXO uh, dev expertise that we lean on. He told me that building on Litecoin is actually tougher than building on Bitcoin because of the additional complexities of Litecoin with like Mimblewimble and some of these other ones. So it actually takes longer to build this, these types of infrastructure. Wow. So this guy built it for this for three months. You can see it has NFTs, right? The interface looks pretty cool. It has LTC20 outside of Lite. So you could go and like inscribe your own LTC20. And he has some other some other functionalities on there with like light maps and stuff. So it does feel like uh, Litecoin is somewhat on its way back again, right? Still, still needs uh, still needs some work, but dude, infrastructure is everything, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's one of the amazing things that's happened with Ordinals is that this infrastructure built up, you know, very quickly, relatively, and now everybody has the roadmap. But that doesn't mean you still don't have to put in the work. I mean, even with with uh, like the DRC twenties and and Doge, it's like it it almost still feels like there's really like one team like doing that. And if that team really went away, you know, it'd be like, oh boy, what happens now, right? Um, 
And Litecoin, I don't know. Under, I mean, I don't fully understand why LTC is so difficult. I understand there's like mess ups in the past. Um, actually, I'm interested. That makes me interested in like, oh, what's that trading at? Is that you know, has that come down it's a trading lot? At like a one million dollar market cap right now on Gate. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. Dude, that's very exciting to me. Although still not as exciting as as Doge. I'll be honest. Doge yeah. has that. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just Doge is Doge, right? Yeah. I mean, look, attention. The world knows about Doge, right? Five Most million people, holders, too. Yeah. Five million holders. If I went to my brother and said, hey, man, what do you think about Litecoin? And be like, what the hell is that? Did that just launch? Like, he would have no idea what Litecoin is, right? But he knows Doge, right? So Doge has made that impact where something that layers on top of it, it just feels like that has a bigger opportunity. Yeah, with, with Litecoin, right? It does have brand value definitely in the industry. And also it's one of those tokens that's just listed on all central exchanges as well. Like people know Litecoin, maybe not the, the average normal person, but if you've gone on Coinbase, right? The, the first three tokens listed was Bitcoin, Litecoin, and, and Ethereum. Yep. You're familiar with it. It's like that safe play. It's a commodity. It's, it's right, free and fair mint. So it'll always be around. To me, it's just interesting because first as Mimblewimble and uh, Pensive, who's watching the live stream, brought this up to me and I tweeted about it yesterday. Mimblewimble is a privacy layer. It's very similar. It has some differences, but it's very similar to a coin join built into Litecoin, right? So a coin join, if you're not familiar, it's a Bitcoin privacy tool where you can uh, basically obfuscate um, the transactional history or the ownership history of where it's going. So you can have these private transactions. If you combine Mimblewimble with LTC20, you could essentially just have private token layer, private fungible token layer on Litecoin, which to me is quite attractive. I don't know how it actually will integrate with an accounting-based system like LTC20 versus something like UTXO-based, right? Like what Runes is supposed to be. But I don't know. That to me seems like a very attractive marketplace, right? Because... Monero has been delisted from all these centralized marketplaces. Litecoin will not be delisted. And I would be very surprised if they delisted Litecoin because it had this privacy token layer on top of it. But to me, that just sounds like a sounds like a massive opportunity, um, to say the very least. So I mean, you um, think about it, I'm, I'm actually I mean I never check this stuff, but here we are uh checking it. It's like the the top 100 cryptos, right? And like Doge is number nine, right? Doge's nine, Litecoin's 18, Shibu Inu's 17, <laughs> you know, <laughs> attention, man. It's about attention. Uh, shit. I'm going to go buy some Doji today, man. <laughs> Do it. There we go. We onboarded him. What's going on with Bellinals? So what's uh, we'll give, us, give us a market update on, on Bellinals. It, it seems pretty attractive. I saw there was a 10 K that's now a trading and uh, our friends over at Hell's Bells seem to have had some success, at least on the initial mint. Um, yeah. What, there definitely the vibe is uh at or near free that's that's what people want uh <laughs> you know and and so i think you know uh there was one in there the other day where the guy's selling them for you know three dollars two three dollars you know 15 bells something like that um so that that's kind of where it is right now people are still inscribing like crazy you know the, the first token which is nook um but as we've talked about before it's going to require a hundred million inscriptions to get that like fully minted out. But there are obviously people who are just max minting. Like it's a, I don't even know, I didn't even check, but it was at like 23 or 24 million inscriptions. The yeah, other that's, that means that's at like 25% almost. Yeah, it's basically at 25% minted, um, which is like bonkers. 
uh, and the chain. Like we are very much just to give the transparent, like what's happening. We're very much in discussions to try and do merge mining. So merge mining for people who don't know is basically it would allow um, bells to use basically the system that Dogecoin or Litecoin uses where miners can mine multiple chains at the same time. So basically in the simplest way is they're guessing a number for multiple chains at the same time. So if they win the block, they either win a, you know, they might win a Doge block or they might win a Bells block and they can kind of do this both at the same time, which will secure the network for infinity, but it takes away this kind of incentive to actually mine Bells uh, right now, which right now there's a lot of competing, not a lot, but there are multiple competing kind of pools going for Bells. If we take that away and just make it merge mining, basically it makes it free. Uh, not free, but basically, you know, it just allows these kind of well-established giant miners to just mine all the bells, um, which takes away incentive for small groups to continue mining. So we're we're trying to figure that out right now. And we're in discussions with some larger mining kind of organizations to try and figure this out in a way that, you know, doesn't completely kill the small miner right now. And so it may happen after kind of one of these epochs you know when when the like the mining reward gets cut it may happen after that where we finally go to full merge mining but right now like what's actually happening on like a a, a level of like mining is that the the difficulty and the miners in within the actual who are actually mining uh is so in flux that the chain will literally like not produce a block for half an hour or an hour or two hours. Like it'll go through all these wild swings where we'll have a quarter million pending transactions and a block not getting mined for an hour. And so it's a, a shit show uh, would be how I describe it. <laughs> still, running. still running. Still, but it's still running, man. And so, uh, you know, trying to get it just to live. Uh, that's the strategy for the next year. Try to get it to live. Uh, and within a year, the actual rewards get kind of just chopped in like way down. So basically it'll be a million bell per year after that in minor rewards, which basically flattens the number of bell tokens. And then I think then we'll actually actually understand like what bell token is worth and uh, who knows, man. So it's, it's, it's crazy town right now. That's what, that's where bells is right now. It's crazy town. It's exciting. We are also, um, working on something too from from the emblem side so it'll be exciting a big collaboration hopefully it's been a tough <laughs> over the last month to build something heavy lift man heavy. it's been a heavy lift but it feels like <clears throat> it's alpha i guess it's uh finally on its last leg so hopefully we can introduce that there um in the comments i somebody noted i forgot to say that there is now cdrc20 um and it's called nord right so cbrc20 we had on the show yesterday Somebody over the weekend, I believe it was on Sunday, um, did CBRC20 on Dogecoin. So, <laughs> kind of have funny. them come on stage. Let me let me fud the bags. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how do they know? So they know the indexer. So is it is it still like is it set on CDRC20 or what? Is it like? So the, oh, I was supposed to bring this up earlier, right? So track is moving into Doge into Dogenals. Um, I have a private chat with them, um, right? Emblem and Emblem and uh, and track does. Um, and they they'd reach out to me just when they first announced 
um, that they're moving in just to kind of get a lay of the land. They also um, just hired a Dogenal expert. I don't see him in the crowd, but um, you could see it's in his bio. I forgot what his Twitter handle is. And um, they're working on um, they're working on the indexer right now. Um, I don't want to give away too much of what they're working on, but they are they are actively working on it. Like they're they're definitely working on it probably right now. Um, they're in the process track is of scaling the company. Right, they just had a three million dollar raise. So as we know, you know, emblem it takes a little while to onboard new team members, get them you know integrated into the the culture, and also to uh, integrate them into the backend development, right? We we just brought on Swapna, who was a senior engineer at Coinbase for five years, and um, you know, even a month in, still trying to learn some of the, some of the backend kind of infrastructure. So it takes a lot of time. I would say probably you know two three months until some real lay of the land, till some real kind of indexing development happens. But why I'm why I'm getting at this is Dype when it minted. The guy had a locally run indexer. So he created the indexer just on his computer. Now a month in, he said it was going to take two days to mint. Now a month in, he still has not produced this indexer for people wow. to trade Dype safely. Same thing with CBRC20. This person said that he has a locally run indexer, but has not produced this uh, decentralized one. And this is what Track does, right? So Track basically comes in with this decentralized indexing software to where they can run it, where they run the indexer, but you can use their endpoint to pull the information so you can essentially validate it as well. Yep. So this is kind of like the the issue that um, DeFi on Doge, I guess, is, is running into is these people who are new to the ecosystem, maybe are newer builders, right? Maybe they haven't really had their chance or opportunity to come into an ecosystem and build something. So now they're going through those those builder kind of woes, um, and it's taking a lot longer. One thing I've learned: never put a time limit on or an ETA on development. It never hits, never, never ever hits. Ever. I don't care who you are. You know, even Magic Eden said that they were going to have their Yuga Labs uh, ETH NFT marketplace out in December. You know, it's almost February now, still not out. It just it, development is just so tough to time and put an ETA on. Yep, but. I think so. The, so the whole point of this is once track finally comes in and do, they finish what they're doing, um, you'll just be able to use their 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 indexer, and um, you'll see a lot of these just come online probably quite quickly, unless these people come out and do it um, on their own. But from what I've seen now, they're they're a month in, and it's still they're still having a hard time with it. I think it has to do with Dogecoin's uh, consistent block reorgs, um, which I think causes a lot of issues. And Doge Labs has come out and said this as well. Yeah, it's really hard. I do know that from experience with Bells that it reorgs all the time. And uh, yeah, challenges, man. This stuff's hard, dude. Period. Full stop. Hard. And one, one final topic about uh, reorgs. Um, I put this tweet out yesterday about <laughs> Casey. Casey's a madman, dude. Bitcoin is is Casey shitcoin casino. It's not just ordinals. <laughs> at the having, so think about this, at the having, at block, uh, what is it, 800 and 40,000, I think, because uh, having's every 210,000 blocks. Miners are going to be attempting to mine the fourth ever Epic sat, which is probably, I mean, if you're just looking at market activity, I think rare sats, or the, the quote-unquote rare version of rare sats, um, we're selling for like three Bitcoin. So Epic sat, the fourth one, you could say, you know, worth somewhere in the six figures, maybe even seven figures. So miners are just going to, you know, put as much computation towards this to mine yep. and then on the other side the retail and and so you call it say retail and creator side 
is going to be throwing as much capital as possible to try to become the first or etch the first runes token, um, right? With like RSIC, who now has pretty big treasury to do this. Um, I assume you're probably going to see multiple other teams try to run the RSIC 20 playbook and um, create a project in anticipation of becoming the first mint. Again, I don't agree with the marketing behind RSIC 20, but I do think the project is pretty cool. Um, so you're going to have DGENs trying, spending an insane amount of capital trying to, to etch this token. And then miners trying to um, come in and, and mine this fourth epic sat. You know, you're saying millions of dollars on the table here around this one, these few blocks. Yeah. It's uh, be somebody, my comment has said that what's going to happen is there's just going to be an insane amount of block reorgs and it's probably going to cause a lot of issues. But I and mean, those if, miners, if I've learned anything, those miners are savages, like savages. They will do anything to win those blocks, man. Like literally anything. And so. You know, I don't know what they do, but I know that they will like Charlie. We need to get Charlie up here to see what he's going to do. And there's going to be all sorts of battles taking place amongst miners to try and, you know, win those blocks, put in transactions, mix. I mean, Jesus, it's uh, somebody's going to write a whole like, you know, story just about what happens with that. Like one block. It's going to be crazy, dude. like literally crazy. I think this will probably be the best stress test that Bitcoin's had in a while, probably since the Bitcoin cash fork, in my opinion, uh, maybe outside of some of the the upgrades, like tap the taproot upgrade and stuff. But you are lit I, I would not be surprised if you see over 1000 sats per view. I, I would not be surprised at all around that time. If that happens, people will throw everything possible. If you're saying that it's, it's possible that if you become the first, if you etch the first runes token, your value of your project, just 10 X's, right. You will throw whatever capital, or if this one block is potentially worth $500,000, right? You will allocate whatever yep. uh, energy and resources towards that. So uh, something, something to watch for. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Does it break Bitcoin? Does it take an hour? <laughs> Does it take an hour for the block to confirm? I mean, we saw this yesterday with the commoners um, mint where it was bring your own rare sats, which was kind of interesting. Uh, there wasn't a block that was mined for like an hour because, because there was so many stuffed into this one block. So like, what what does that look like on yeah Bitcoin? maybe this becomes like the the longest block in bitcoin's history like maybe it takes two hours to mine it or something you know with all the competition it's gonna be uh it's gonna be so exciting we're gonna live stream we should live stream the whole thing for yeah sure. <laughs> that would be fun yeah i'm down yeah. to do that that'll be that'll be that'll be a fun time depending on what time what time that happens but again casey turning just bitcoin into this giant game of game theory it's kind of fun honestly you know I, I i give him shit in terms of like his leadership style but man the guy is a genius <laughs> who, who knew it was gonna end up here i guarantee you he didn't know well maybe he did know but i don't think he knew i i do not think he knew uh that this was going to be where this ended up uh but here we are man Make that we are shit going again <laughs> We're bringing, bringing Bitcoin back to its roots, baby. <laughs> and man, there's a lot of capital, right? A lot of capital being thrown around. RSIC is now up to like $1,500 after being free airdropped. Um, I think the 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 guy from um, the Wizard Cool, I forget what his name is, just did like a $15, $15 million Wizard Hat Mint or whatever the hell it's called. Um, capital's flying, Oni Force is coming out over here. I, I think this only continues to go up, although there's going to be probably a lull in terms of like price action until runes, which was something I said in December. But, you know, to be determined, it'll be fun. You know, we'll probably wrap it up here. Tomorrow, we actually have a really big show if you're interested in Counterparty. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but the original 
creator of Counterparty, is back. He is now on the GitHub repository, and he put a put they put a post out yesterday of a little bit of their roadmap um, for Counterparty moving forward. It seems pretty exciting. They're going to get it really back up to speed. His name is Adam. At, I will not say his last name because I will butcher it. Uh, this will be his first interview in nine years. Um, so his first and his return to Counterparty after a nine-year hiatus. So um, I'm excited to see what he has to say. Um, why, Adam? What's what? What's the big question? Do we just ask him what happened? Do we just put it like straightforward? <laughs> oh, bro! And actually, I'd love to know because you know, so often in crypto, like what you and I just experienced over the last day or whatever. Um, you know, you get used to it. We're hardened, right? We're, we're okay with taking some crap, you know, but I know like every developer, if you're building anything in this space, you are going to get shit. And I'm, I'm interested to know if that was the reason why he left. I'm, I'm interested to see if, if that was the reason. So it's going to be yeah, cool. I mean, I mean, anything from J-Dog's sentiment, right? He was fucking over it and yeah. counterparty would not be where it is today without J-Dog. But he had to basically force the community's hand to get it out from under him so that he could go right. build his own projects, which is, you know, it's not a situation you want, but it was effective. Yep. And so now Adam now, now Adam is back at the helm with Joe and with JP Jansen and one of the other co-founders. I know there's three counterparty co-founders. Um, two of them are, are back. Adam will be on the show. So we'll get all the information there, man. Um, with, one final thing, I'm going to pass it over to Chris, man. Any final words, anything to look out for? I just saw that Solana just announced token extensions, which we didn't even cover, but um, give, give us a final comment on the day. Yeah, for sure. I think just uh, it's going to be a big two weeks. Solana is launching a couple of huge airdrops. Jupiter, they're the number one DEX in the whole ecosystem. They're supposed to be airdropping around 700 to a $1 billion to the ecosystem. The major major coming up around February second. That's leading into the Magic Eden airdrop. So back to back there. Oh my and, Jesus! <laughs> uh, and then Tensor uh, just announced yesterday that their airdrop was coming minutely as well. I'm sure um, in response to Magic Eden's. So we have Jupiter coming up. Uh, at, I think that's the 28th. Magic Eden set for around February second, and then Tensor imminently, whatever that means. So it's three major airdrops to kind of, uh, you know, stimulate the the whole little crypto economy that we have here. That's like a couple couple Michael Sailors right there. So um, huge developments just in, in our tiny ecosystem. So a lot of that will spill over to Bitcoin ordinals, maybe some ETH NFTs too. Um, we're in a good spot. Things are, things are pretty comfy. But uh, I think that this is kind of like the final lull going into kind of, you know, finish out quarter two. And uh, the rest of the year should be looking pretty bright. But I mean, look how many ecosystems we have flourishing. Like you're talking about an actual ecosystem on Doge. Like that was like unfathomable. Totally. Like two years ago, you know. And then you have Solana flourishing over here. You have people even on Atom, not not Atom on stage, but actual Atom. <laughs> Cosmos, <you know? laughs> um, but just just like we have to have a ton of new people in this ecosystem that we didn't have before. Because before we could barely even sustain Bitcoin and Ethereum by themselves. Hundred percent. So crypto's in a good spot. I think uh, I think we're all pretty excited about the future of it. Emblem's in a in an incredible spot. The developments that we have coming up there, next level. Um, my final question to to Jake or Adam is win points. Fuck points, man. Fuck points. Points are bullshit, dude. No, I need to token. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
we, we, we would never. We would never. But uh, everyone else seems, seems to love them. So. Dude, we <laughs> love or hate them, right? That'd be that would be it'd be interesting. We have discussed something similar of that nature. Uh, we just got to get the technology a little bit further. One thing I actually do want to wanted to add was um, numbering of the vaults, just like inscription numbers, but doing it for vaults. I thought was just like a simple kind of add. Uh, I'm excited for. Oh, that's to, cool. Yeah, I'm excited to share next Thursday during the town hall. Kind of, you know, we'll be able to, hopefully, um, give a little bit of a walkthrough for the new front end. Give a little bit of a walkthrough through um, Emblem Markets, um, at least the, the MVP, and then um, some of the other things that are uh, coming uh, today. Again, if you guys didn't hear, we announced today the support for 13 Bitcoin Ordinal collections. Everything from node monkeys bitcoin punks bitcoin rocks um all of the 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 top collections osm dimensions you can now vault them on using emblem vault and take them to ethereum but again this gives you access to once we deploy on solana once we deploy on the l2s once we deploy on bitcoin ordinals this makes them all interchangeable um right so we'll be doing we'll be deploying on bitcoin ordinals uh, tentatively in quarter two, um, we have actually a launch partner for when we deploy on Bitcoin Ordinals, also tentative, but um, a big one that might catch a lot of people by surprise. I'm actually really excited to deploy on Solana. I've intentionally oh, not sorry. really, I've actually intentionally not really gone into the ecosystem because I just, once we deploy there, I really just want to really be blown away by everything. Um, right. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I think like what will end up happening is people will probably take their uh, Bitcoin ordinals to Solana to go participate in totally. Jupiter and these different Ponzi's that are going on over there. Um, <laughs> right? I mean, it's cheap. It, it's again, and at the end of the day, it's fast, it's cheap, it's efficient, right? The, the issue right now with vaulting is a lot of people don't want to pay the $20 gas fee, which I don't, I don't blame them, honestly, <laughs> you know? So, but you know, emblem and, and Ethereum is kind of just like the HQ for emblem. It is, a, you can't dismiss the innovation and technological, um, you know, kind of frontier that exists on Ethereum. So that's where the home base is. But once we deploy and land everywhere else, dude, interchangeable assets everywhere. So um, exciting, exciting times. Hold on. Um, Mr. Rock Toshi is coming on stage. Um, man, you've been on fire the last few weeks. Uh, <laughs> what, what's good, bro? You there? I think I added him. It says a speaker, right? You got your your your, your mic's mute, muted, man. Yeah. When can we expect rock, the rocks on Solana, bro? Can we bring them <laughs> over to Solana? Dude, it's going to be so awesome, man. I can't wait, dude. Right. <clears throat> I just want to confirm that I'm uh, not having a nightmare. <laughs> you are awake, my man. Solana. Rocks on Solana, yeah. Bro, you can't, are you kidding me? If you brought, when we, well, you can bring them right now to Ethereum, you know. Access oh, some no. of the no, no, stop, please. But when it's time to bring him to Solana, bro, and all that airdrop money, bro, there's gonna be so much money floating around on Solana that people are gonna be looking for homes oh. for, bro, to be able to bring the fucking legendary ordinals collection over there. Get out of here. <laughs> How are you going, Adam? Um, <laughs> hey, like this probably pumps my bags, to be honest, but like it kind of terrifies me as well. Like, um, like for me, Ordinals is one of the coolest things is it's on chain and, you know, it's, it's not, there's no smart contract or, or, or risk surrounding that. And, uh, and it's not centralized uh, relative to like Ethereum or more specifically Emblem Vault. Um, that's no shade on you guys. Like, I think in terms of the vaults, you guys are like, 
as far of the ones I know of, you guys are the best one. Um, and and I've like to be honest, I've, I've used um, I've used Emblem Vaults with Pepe's from Counterparty, um, and then I think OpenSea banned them or something, didn't they? I don't know what <laughs> yeah, that, certain ones. Know yeah, if you had a Basquiat or some others. Yeah, they they took some. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so specific ones? It's yeah, specific. The ones that, yeah, yeah, the ones that get DMCA'd for like copyright so Yeah, yeah, that sucks. No, because they're so cool. I love the I love the Pepe's that have like uh, fine art references and stuff like that. But um, no, like good luck with it, guys. Uh, and uh, yeah, just wanted to pop in and say hi. Um, I, I personally would like like I, I feel like um, I don't know how to like respond like if a holder asks me like what should i do about a vault because like there's, there's a lot of liquidity you know on uh, other chains and, and and that probably helps from a market perspective but like the, the idea of like a a bitcoin rock sitting in an emblem vault and being sold on open is just like it's like you've created ordinal so that you can go bridge it back to east and sell it as an nft <laughs> I, I would say it's more it's more lines of like importing value. So so today I don't know if you heard it. We we added support for Bitcoin rocks and Node monkeys, so you could go take those um, those collections and go take the value to you know one of these other chains, whatever you want to do. So um, so big ups to the collections um, there. Yeah, I, I get it from a liquidity perspective. I think it uh, I think it's a creative. But um, anyway, cool. I, I went. I don't want to like crash your party or anything so it's all uh, good man. Uh, the but, thing the thing the way i would look at it i know jake is more about the the value and that that is the real reason people will bring it across chains but there is this other thing which is um metaverse and social interactions and stuff like that so if i have a bitcoin rock right and this is a very valuable you know ordinal but I want to go in my metaverse on Solana, the stu whatever the next metaverse on Solana, because it'll probably happen on Solana or a similar chain where stuff is really cheap to be able to bring my my Bitcoin, you know, rock over there uh, is like an awesome flex. And so keep that in mind. Just something a little Web3 thing, which, you know, we don't get much of in, in the ordinals landscape, but this stuff's happening. And, and that ability to do that kind of stuff is pretty cool. Yeah, that's interesting. It might take me a while to get my head around this, but like, yeah, I could like imagine like a rock goes to Solana, then it goes to Ethereum, then it comes back home. There like, you go, man. Yeah, there, you go. there you go. It's a fun All time. Right. Rock Toshi, I got one question for you, man. Um, feel free to answer this. Only one. Like, one. I mean, I could I could answer, ask a bunch, but it's probably what what a lot of people are are interested in. What do you think of the rumors, man? Are you the are you the person also behind Node Monkeys and behind RSIC twenty? Are you Node Toshi and whatever the other person is for for RSIC twenty? I don't know. Are you? Are you? According are you, are you, are you the Twitter, I have everyone. I, I'm genuinely impressed in like like the amount of like respect and uh, like uh, what's the word? Um, no, like. I, I, People say a lot of things about me, and like it feels from my perspective like about twenty five percent of them are true. Um, I, I I don't really uh, interact publicly that much, um, and I'm I, I just like um, doing my own thing and like shipping projects and art and stuff like that. So like maybe uh maybe I need to hire a comms person or something. <laughs> maybe maybe not my strongest suit. I'm not sure. Well, if, if you are the one behind all of those, uh, I might even be enticed to leave Emblem for that opportunity. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll spill I like... don't know if I can afford. Who said that? Was that Adam? <laughs> that, that's Adam. Adam. That's Adam, man. That's me. <laughs> I can afford you, dude. But like, you know, we, yeah, we could talk. Um, <laughs> that might be a, a longer conversation for another day. But uh, like, great to talk to you. And uh, I'm gonna have to dip because I've got a phone call coming in. But but peace. No problem, man. Um, would love to have you on some point in time. We could we could talk through all of it. Um, you are always you're in the headlines, um, whether anything that in that question is true or not. If you yeah. if you are the person behind all of it, man, you're absolutely just breaking in the dough and crushing it. Um, you know, fade, everyone's fading you, but you're doing a good job. I think RSIC 20 is a pretty cool idea. The marketing behind it, I don't agree with, but the, the idea of it is pretty sick. So um, I'll DM you and maybe we can have a, a conversation um, in a few weeks. We'd be down for that. Oh, uh, yeah. Peace. All right, peace. Thanks, See you, man. Cool. Well, that was a that was a fun surprise as we were uh, wrapping it up. So here, here first, we'll have Rock Toshi on um, a few weeks from now. Um, uh, we could put it all to rest, and maybe he'll put his comms person. Maybe we'll have a comms person. By <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you think? Well, th this is the funny thing is that people who can generate those kind of hype, right? They don't even need comms people because they are naturally uh they impact people's wallets and that is the most powerful thing uh in crypto if you are able to create value for people like this uh boy they will be your mouth they are your mouthpiece for you you actually don't need a comms person um so that's the the genius and we've all seen it like the domination of the timeline whether it's controversy or what i mean airdrop people money it's incredible like the amount of attention that was generated you know over the last week it's incredible well, you guys heard it here first. Rock Tosi is a uh, approver of Emblem Fault. He has used it. <laughs> he approves it. Maybe Solana Rocks are coming sometime in the future. But again, tomorrow we're having the Counterparty co-founder on. First co first interview in nine years, as he tells me in the DMs. I put seven just because I wasn't really sure. Uh, in the future, we're going to have Rock Toshi on. Hopefully, that would be a cool conversation, um, point blank. He didn't answer the question, though. I'm just going to throw that out there. He did not answer the question. Um, but, you know, being put on the spot like that also sucks. So um, we'll see how that goes at some point in the future. But again, appreciate everyone for joining. And uh, we will see you Thursday, tomorrow, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. Until then, stay safe and go get wrecked.